feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I caught a glimpse of Rita. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we will be talking about this horrible case out of Georgia, where the nursing student was brutally murdered by an illegal immigrant who never should have been in this country to begin with. And many people tonight are saying that President Joe Biden and his open border policies and Alejandro Mayorkas have blood on their hands. We're going to talk about that tonight. Also, by the way, as we talk about also the threats to the homeland, let's not forget today in 1993, 31 years ago, six people were killed. Also, uh, that included a pregnant woman who had her child, uh, had a baby, um, and also 1,000 injured and about 700 emergency responders when the first attack on the World Trade Center happened. That was the one with Ramzi Youssef, who luckily will hopefully never see the light of day because he was busted and arrested. But many people thought, okay, that may be a bit of a dry run, of course, for what happened on September 11th. But it was 31 years ago today that that first attack on the World Trade Center happened. Again, an anniversary, a very somber one. And our thoughts and prayers, of course, with all the family members. And I remember, you know, hearing about that. And I remember when 9-11 happened, the first thing I thought about was what happened at the first attack on World Trade Center that didn't get as much coverage because a lot of people thought, well, maybe it's just some thing, some attack, but not necessarily tied to Al-Qaeda and the like. And boy, do we know differently now. And tonight, we are also talking about new appeals from New York. This comes, of course, as President Trump is appealing the case with that whopping $400 million plus verdict, that decision coming from the judge. And President Trump saying that he's hoping that he will be able to delay paying that whopping and unprecedented order, half a billion dollars. There's word also that bond companies are having discussions potentially with the Trump team that maybe he could put up assets or cash or something like that. And this comes as Alvin Bragg, the New York DA, well, guess what? Uh, He is seeking a gag order because they haven't done enough damage to Trump. Take a listen. Here's when the news broke. Breaking news out of Trump legal world. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is seeking a gag order against Donald Trump before they get to trial at the end of next month in that criminal hush money case. I want to bring in MSNBC legal correspondent Lisa Rubin. Legal analyst Charles Coleman is back with me. What exactly is the argument here, Lisa? I know you're just getting read in on it. 
I am. But the argument that they're making is not unlike what we've seen before from federal prosecutors in the case before Judge Tanya Chutkin in the federal district court in Washington. It's that this is a person who has a proclivity of saying things that threaten people who are involved in this case and may not have the access to their own security. So we're talking about potential witnesses in the case. We're talking about prosecutors aside from the elected district attorney, Alvin Bragg. And they're also adding a third component that's missing from the order before Judge Chutkin. They want the gag order to apply to jurors and prospective jurors as well, saying that the former president's conduct in other cases has endangered people like this. And given that this is a jury trial, they think that that's really important. And that case is coming up March 25th. How can you actually say that the president who's campaigning, he is the leading candidate, as you know, on the GOP side, that what he's not allowed to say anything? He's not allowed to say that this is a bunch of bupkis, that this is an inappropriate political persecution. He's just supposed to shut up and not say a word. That is a lot of his campaign. And that's ridiculous that you could actually tell a candidate and a former president of the United States that he can't even comment about it. That is preposterous. But that is exactly what New York is trying to do. And this comes at a time where there is so much going on in New York. There have been all of these random attacks taking places on subways. There have been so many different. There was a strap hanger who had his face destroyed. A random acid attack. This woman who says she can't leave her home. Uh, There are people who are just devastated every turn you see in New York City. And yet, guess what Alvin Bragg is spending his time on? No, 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 not these criminal cases. He's going after President Trump on inappropriate filing on a business ledger when that payment went to Stormy Daniels, saying that it was inappropriate for him to be itemizing it the way he did. Does that sound like what Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, In a city where there is so much crime and people just do not feel safe, despite Eric Adams saying it's the safest big city in America, which a lot of people take exception with. But give me a break. That is where he is spending his time right now. That is absolutely preposterous. And that would mean that Trump couldn't say things like this. Take a listen. They took the word of a proven liar. A convicted felon and a disbarred lawyer, all the same person, believe it or not. You wouldn't think that could go to one person. It would be three, four, five. Over some of the most respected and prestigious people in the country and in New York City, some of the most respected lawyers testifying against. They looked at all of these pages of documents. They went back to old cases that were summarily rejected by many prosecutors, highly respected prosecutors, Democrat prosecutors all, before including, and I will tell you, the existing prosecutor who said, this case doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, pressure got put on him by Washington, D.C. And the case that didn't make sense, he said, let's go get Trump. They even had numerous prosecutors who resigned because I was being treated unfairly. That made me feel so good when I heard that. Think of it. People actually in a Democrat area, Democrat office, they resigned. Did you know that? They resigned. A lot of them resigned the office because they said, you can't treat a man like this. He didn't do anything wrong. 
But he's supposed to just shut up and take it, according to New York. And that seems to be the par for the course on the way he was treated, of course, in the other case, in the real estate fraud case. It was like, just take it and go with it. And guess what? No, $250 million isn't enough. We're just going to up it. And then let's also charge interest, $87,000 a day. You can't make this up. It is incredible. And it is because there are people that have this Trump derangement syndrome. They're not stepping back and saying this is un-American. This is crazy. You don't do it not only to the former president of the United States. You don't do it to anybody. Because guess what? If you start doing it to one, it opens the door to all. And boy, if anybody out there thinks that all of these things against President Trump are correct, that suddenly to go after him for an unprecedented first in the real estate case and now on the hush money case. This is the first time a president will have to face criminal charges in a criminal trial in American history, a former president, President Trump, and it's over a clerical issue, essentially, in a business ledger for misreporting it a certain way, which is what they claim That is preposterous. But there are a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of people that you and I know or you and I see out there that everything is orange man bad. And over the weekend, there was a new name added to the list, sportscaster Bob Costas. Listen to what he had to say about Trump. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult of Joe Biden. Those are astounding statements from a guy who should be talking about sports. But I guess his new sport is bashing Trump and everybody who supports President Trump. 74 million people who voted for him the last time. Uh, I guess this is the biggest insult that Bob Costas could come across to suddenly insult 74 million people. I mean, this is crazy. And it comes at a time where this report just crossed the wire. And this to me is stunning. That this is a story that crossed in the Atlantic, uh, you know, semi-liberal pol- you know, publication for sure. And the writer says, in interviews, senior House Democrats would not commit to certifying a Trump election win if it would happen, saying they would only do so if the Supreme Court affirms his eligibility. So, in other words, they would say, well, maybe that's not a legally certified vote. If the Supreme Court doesn't come out and say that he is allowed to continue running, they're talking about the Colorado 14th Amendment case. Doesn't that sound awfully fishy? In other words, they've criticized the eligibility of elections. And boy, this goes really far. They've often said it after other elections. But God forbid a Republican says it. If they do, they end up in the gulag. 
1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line five. BJ, your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Good to speak with you again. You too, my you friend. Know, Rita, I'm going to tell you something. Every time I call, there's a little, tiny little evil gremlin from <clears throat> Forest Hills who says something about me. You know who he is, and I know who he is. And I'm telling you on your show, I will gladly debate him face-to-face because every time he takes a swipe at me, I, I just it just makes me stronger because it, it, it reaffirms that I know I'm right because his, his swipes are irrational. But getting back to this. And, and by the way, irrational is a very good, dignified word because, it, like, the philosophy is like, it, oh, it's Trump. Uh, he's got to be guilty. He's got to be wrong. He's got to be this. And Biden, isn't he great? I mean, it, it's yeah. what planet are these people living on, including the person that shall remain nameless in your mind? Yes, he's a little man, a little man uh, who uh, has a uh, little ideas. But uh, this this Rita, this Rita is terrible because what's going on here now is clearly election tampering. You have a border that is 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 has dissolved in front of our eyes. You have illegal alien murderers and criminals and gangs. And I mean, it does, it's not even a horror show or a zombie show like The Walking Dead. It's reality. And then you have the other half of the zombies who keep voting these people in. Okay, so our our president, Trump, has uh, survived through all of it, which tells me that he is on a good path, a righteous path. Sixty percent he got over the weekend. They weren't even close to him. And uh, they tried to split the vote up. Even the uh, the beach chair from New Jersey got uh, less than one percent. He was even in the race. So uh, we're on our way. Uh, He has to stay strong and get it done now. He has to stay strong and get it done now because uh, and we all have to be behind him because that is the only way we're going to come out of this. We can't lose faith. We can't lose uh, direction. We got to stay the course here and blot it out to the end because this is our country that's on the line now. Okay, our way of life. There's no place to go. Reagan, Ronald Reagan said this. This is freedom's last stand. If we lose this place, there's no place to go. Okay. And by the way, BJ, can you imagine, like you just said, another like four years? I mean, think about how much damage has already happened in our country in this short period of time. And already the open borders and all of that. Imagine four more years uh, if there was a mandate. And God forbid uh, the houses of Congress uh, flip both of them to Democrats, then it is absolutely a mandate to go forward. They will feel, and boy, I, I just feel like it would be so destructive to the country. I am so worried about the border. I'm so worried about these soft on crime policies, and you really need a warrior in there who's going to keep the country safe and who's going to turn this around and has the guts to turn it around. And it is going to take uh, somebody really tough. As uh, Larry Kudlow says, Trump tough. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Definitely confused. In fact, just a little bit ago, he announced over ice cream with that hard-hitting journalist, Seth Meyers, because that's the only one he's doing interviews with these days. He won't do it with anybody. Remember the Super Bowl, he wouldn't do an interview with CBS, but he did an interview with Seth Meyers. He's eating ice cream, his favorite ice cream, and they're like, hey, what's the latest on the Mideast? It was so bizarre. And he's like, "Um, let me have a few more bites of my ice cream. And then he said, well, um, I'm hoping that there will be a ceasefire maybe as early as next Monday, which is a big deal. And it's interesting that he's doing it because it all ties in with the same thing at the border. He's doing it because tomorrow night is Michigan. And there are a lot of people in Michigan that are not happy with his policies that are pro-Israel. And they have been protesting, and now he's trying to throw them a bone uh, right before election night in Michigan tomorrow night, the primary, which is Democratic and GOP. And he doesn't want to be embarrassed. So maybe if I do this, this will help me with my election, Uh, because that seems to be everything that Biden does. Uh, Let's go to Norm, line one. Norm, your thoughts about all of this and Trump and Bragg's attempt to keep him quiet. Uh, first, hi, Rita. First, I'd like to applaud you for using the correct term bupkis tonight. Thank and not you. Bumkis. Thank you very much. Past. I know. I know my uh, my hogwash words. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's OK. You know, Yiddish can be hard. Yeah. You know? Thank you. So anyway, concerning Alvin Bragg's attempt to muffle uh, President Trump, shameful. But I'm not concerned uh, whatever he does. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're not concerned. I just think, I'm telling you, look at the way the civil case went. It might be part two with the criminal case. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rita Cosby is on.
The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And be sure to check out GoyaCares.com because they do so much to combat human trafficking, which is a big issue, especially with our wide open southern border. So be sure to check out GoyaCares.com. And this story coming from New York City, where two officers saved a man who fell onto the subway tracks in Manhattan, and it happened just a few days ago. The officers spotted the man who'd fallen onto the tracks at the Washington Heights station, and it happened just after 7.20 a.m. Apparently, the man was believed to be intoxicated or on drugs when he fell and slammed his head on the tracks. And suddenly, the man, uh, everybody started screaming And they were frantic. Luckily, these two heroic officers immediately sprung into action and saved his life. A team of two NYPD officers and a few very helpful bystanders worked together at the station and carried out what is considered an impressive rescue. The officers got this man off the tracks and onto the concrete platform, and it all happened in just under one minute's time. The rescue was no small feat because the man who had fallen couldn't hold himself up, so the officers had to lift him with some serious strength to free him, actually, from the tracks. One officer even jumped onto the track bed while the other pulled the man up. They also called out to a bystander, telling him to wave and yell to any oncoming trains about to enter the station. Most importantly, they got the guy off the tracks back onto the platform before the subway came into the station. And thank goodness the man was okay. He was taken to a local hospital for evaluation. But thankfully also, the NYPD officers and the bystander are also all okay. Great story about great teamwork and obviously all the terrific work by our men and women in blue. Well, bravo to President Trump for talking about the borders and also talking about protecting our country. And that is why many people believe that given all the dire circumstances that are happening in the country right now, that voters are seeing that President Trump is a popular candidate and a viable candidate, especially right now. Given all of the dynamics, people are looking, who's going to keep them safe? Who's going to keep the border safe? Who is going to get rid of crooks, people who are committing crimes? How about locking them up as opposed to letting them out on the streets over and over and over again, including the guy who killed the nursing student in Georgia? Well, earlier today, I was talking to Bill O'Reilly on Cats and Cosby, and Bill was saying that the Republican Party feels that Trump is the right guy for this moment to really take on some very extreme policies. The reason that Donald Trump dominates the way he does is because Republicans at this point, most of them, don't just want a president who's conservative. They want an avenger. They want somebody to go after the progressive movement and punish it. And they see President Biden as either leading the charge or allowing this progressive policy to continue. But you got to hear this one. 
And I couldn't wait to share this one with you guys because my jaw dropped. Gavin Newsom, the governor, of course, of California, and he's sort of waiting in the wings. There was also a story tonight that there was a new poll of who Democrats would want instead of Joe Biden. And Michelle Obama's name came up over and over again as either the presidential candidate or the VP candidate. But she is clearly very popular in the party, as is Gavin Newsom in California. And so Gavin Newsom comes out. And again, he's sort of waiting to see what happens. You could see it. You know, he's sort of like, okay, is Biden going to maybe say I'm going to drop out for health reasons because he just can't uh, handle it anymore? But he's waiting in the wings. And in the meantime, he is singing praises. I guess that's his new job to sing praises to President Biden. You got to hear this one because he makes it sound like uh, Joe Biden is like an Olympic athlete with the brain of, uh, I don't know, you know, William Shakespeare, somebody like that. Some pretty stark numbers that you're facing. 76% of voters say they have real concerns about Biden's ability to serve a second term. Do you think it's responsible for Democrats to put him at the top of the ticket given those concerns? Responsible. I revere his record. I, I mean, this, what he's done in three years has been a masterclass, close to 15 million jobs. That's eight times more than the last three Republican presidents combined. The economy is booming. Inflation is cooling. It's 0.6% more than it was in the summer of 2020 at just 3.1%. Wait a second. We have American manufacturing coming back home all because of Biden's wisdom, because of his temperance, his capacity to lead in a bipartisan manner, which is an underrepresented point. And so I have great confidence moving forward. So the answer is absolutely all in in terms of the next four years, Joe Biden. A master class in what? Messing things up for the country? That really is incredible. And then to say he, quote, reveres Biden's record. He also says that he reveres Nikki Haley because he says he likes anybody who's going after Trump. Take a listen. Do you think that it is time for Nikki Haley to drop out of the race, and and do Democrats want the general election well, to begin in earnest? Well, I, I don't know why Democrats would want her out of the race. She's one of our better surrogates. I mean, she's defining the opposition to Trump incredibly effectively. I mean, she's making points. I'm applauding every single day about his temperament, his capacity, uh, his you know unraveling in real time. Uh, and so I think it's I think she's been incredibly effective. So I hope she stays in personally. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, it's Trump. I mean, there's, there's not a state Nikki Haley can win. I mean, let, let's look realistically. You look at this map. I, I, you know, it's beyond me why she wants to continue in this race. But again, I don't want to get in the way with that, the way of that. Uh, but Trump clearly is the nominee. Biden administration understands that. The campaign understands that. We understand it at a subnational level, a gubernatorial level, and and that's what we're up against. Yeah, and you see it by all the cases against President Trump that are coming left and right. Why else do you think they're going after him? Because they feel threatened by him. And Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, also said earlier today uh, that he thinks Super Tuesday won't be really great for Nikki Haley. Well, the big South Carolina primary wasn't very big, and Super Tuesday is not going to be so super. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good analysis, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would call it all anticlimactic. Donald Trump is going to win the Republican primary. It's just hard to see how anything reverses. Nikki Haley's base is a very independent base. She she is yet from Iowa, New Hampshire to South Carolina to do well among conservative Republicans, which is the heart of the party. 
And without cracking conservatives, you can't win a Republican primary. So it's really all over except for the shouting. All over except for the shouting. And there was a lot of cheering at Trump headquarters in South Carolina. Of course, he won, as you just heard, of course, the South Carolina primary. Go Gamecocks, you guys. You know, I went to University of South Carolina and he won it by about 20 points. And he came out, I think it was like 705 or 6. It was called at 701 or maybe 700030. I don't even think it was got, it got to 701 before it was declared. But he came out and said that the party is together and it's time to move forward against these crazy policies of President Biden and his team. Take a listen. But now there's a spirit that I have never seen. We ran two great races, but there's never been ever. There's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like this. So is the party unified and is the Democratic Party unified to do anything they can to stop Trump? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk, line two. Robert, your thoughts. And good evening, Rita. More lawfare against Trump to try and stop him from telling the truth, campaigning, and also from him to be lawfully elected and put in power. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the word lawfare, I think, is really appropriate, Robert. And and we see it. And then when he tries to defend himself, that's why I think it's so preposterous. Alvin Bragg asking for a gag order. He's trying to get a gag order on the guy who is the leading opponent to the president of the United States, he himself running for president again, and he's on the campaign trail, you know, five, a hundred times a day. I mean, if you look at all the different rallies and stops and handshakes and everything else, I mean, that's crazy. It is a preposterous notion, and it's not going to happen with Trump. And I wonder how far they'll take it, Robert. I mean, I wonder if they will even say, oh, he violated the gag order that they believe the judge might, you know, approve, and the judge might. And if the judge does, what are they going to do after Trump violates it for the second or third or fourth time? Throw him in jail over violating a gag order? Uh, Robert, I, I don't rule that out. What do you think, Robert? I, I don't count that out. Your thoughts? God, I, I hope not. I know. I hope not, too. But I, I wouldn't put anything past these people. They just seem so desperate. And I think they would love to see nothing more than to say, oh, look, look, he's he's behind bars here, even before a conviction. And I think a conviction in many of these cases, sadly, is a done deal. I, I hope that juries have uh, clearer thoughts of mine, but I don't sadly have a lot of faith in a New York jury based on what we've seen so far. Do you? No, <laughs> the system is being rigged against us and not certified. Saying they're not going to certify the election? Yeah, even can you believe that? it's happened? It's even amazing. it's happened. Right, and guess what? I mean, the, the irony is, again, what they're accusing Trump of. But it's okay if they even question the election. That's not election interference. That's nothing. None of those things that they throw at Trump. That's why it is just, it is such a bunch of... Of hypocrites. That's the nicest thing I could say, Robert. Uh, let's go to Mike. Line three. Mike, your thoughts. 
Hey, Rita, how you doing? You know, um, I'm getting a little bit of an accent down here because uh, I always try to consider myself uh, a relocated Southern gentleman. Yes, yes, you, know? you are. Yeah, but but uh, but as Fanny Willis says, Nathan Wade's <laughs> a Southern gentleman. She's not so much. Remember, she's that was her line. <laughs> and of course, you're in the be- you're in beautiful South Carolina. Were you surprised by the results, Mike, or not? Not at all. You know, it was runaway. I voted. Uh, you know last week and it was just runaway and uh yeah i gotta i gotta say something the first caller you had and I, i've heard very good dj you know i'd love to listen to that uh, debate against mr wonderful forest hills every time i hear him it's like fingernails on a blackboard he dominates the conversation he screams and yells hey why don't you take your year uh, stick up to the borscht belt you know in the catskills next to my italian alps you take your stick up there because you're really sickening uh, oh, you know well, you know what, though? You know, it's interesting, though, Mike. I like to hear from everybody. I always, you know, to know me, no no matter who it is, I think it's important that we hear from everybody. And and that individual, I believe, is a veteran. So I always give him respect. And and I think, hey, listen, you learn from people, even if you learn, gosh, uh, boy, some people are nuts, but you do learn something. No, that's true. You know, and it's really surprising um, um, what you said early in the show, Rita, Bob Costas. Always, you know, uh, uh, looked at him as as aces. But now my opinion about him uh, changes quite a bit when he gets into politics. Don't quit your day job, Bob. I mean, concentrate on sports, basketball, football, baseball, whatever the case may be. And Rita, every time, uh, you know, uh, after speaking to you last week, I still got that song going in my head, that Space Cowboy, the Space Cowboy. Yep, this best. That's right. Maybe we'll play a little bit of it for you. Wait, here it is. Here we go. I knew you would love that, Mike. See? You don't hear that kind of music in South Carolina. That's why we got to play it here. <laughs> you know what? You, between you and Dominic Carter, one-two combination, Rita, aces uh, in my book. And I got to leave you with this. Thank you. And uh, I love Dom, too. He is the best. I agree. He's wonderful. You know, and uh, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, speaking of uh, being a Southern gentleman, Maybe she she can be disbarred with her uh, with her boo, you know, with with a boyfriend, and he should be uh, you know out of the scene also. She's just a total disgrace. And rest in soul, rest her soul, the young nurse who was murdered, uh, and it's seven point three illegal, illegal aliens now. And shame on you, Biden. You know, go meditate with your ice cream cone with with your patriotic sprinkles, red, white, and blue. Go. Wow. You're a disgrace. Yeah. Mike, I hear your passion. And by the way, there are a lot of issues. I'm telling you, with the whole thing, with that illegal migrant, which we're going to talk about in the next hour, it is outrageous that that guy was ever in this country. And sadly, when you have open borders, people who aren't vetted, uh, the guy had a criminal history. Who knows what kind of criminal history, by the way, he might have even had in his home country because you think Venezuela is going to help us? Nah. In fact, there was a story tonight about how Venezuela is bragging that crime is down because a lot of their criminals 
are moving. Guess where they're coming? To the United States because they see open border. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour on the Rita Cosby Show, it will be dueling appearances at the southern border this week. This is a wild one. President Trump announces he is going to be going to El Paso um, and actually Eagle Pass, I should say, in Texas. And that's obviously a very busy area. There's a lot of traffic coming through that area. And what happens? Well, soon after that, President Biden announces he's going to be going to Brownsville, Texas, where guess what? There's not a lot of people crossing the border right now in that sector because of all of the buildings and all of the border fence and all the different steps that Texas has taken, particularly in that area. So that way you can say, look, uh, I came. It's not that bad. Got to go. He's not going to the hot spots whatsoever, but it's interesting. He is going three years too little, too late, and it is all about politics. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to Andrew, line four. Andrew. Hey, what's up, Rita? How you doing? Hey, Rita. Pretty good. Yeah, I had a great uh, idea for Trump how to pay the big time fine which uh, would stick it to them, he should actually sell Mar-a-Lago for like half, you know, a billion dollars or 400 million or whatever and use that money to pay. And then he could show them how much it's worth more than 18 million. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, sh- that's <laughs> a very funny idea, Andrew. That's a great idea. And say, hey, look, I told you so. You know, I mean, anybody do you I mean, isn't it incredible, Andrew, that somebody that this judge is actually basing it on 18 million dollars for a property like that? I mean, it's a lot of money, but it is not when you look at what Mar-a-Lago is, this big, huge, sprawling resort. Give me a break. I mean, it's at least a zero on it. Oh, no doubt. The little lot next door, they priced at like 30 million. Just the land near it is worth a you know, more than 18 million. But I want to say just real reprehensible Bob Costa's comments. But did you notice that he said uh, Biden doesn't have a cult? That's an excuse, like a lie to say, well, Biden's not as popular because he's not a cult. He doesn't have cult followers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and you know what, Andrew? I am surprised about Bob Costas. He's he's a good guy. It just I was surprised he kind of waded into those waters. I thought it was you know it, it, he's always been seemed to me to be somebody sort of above the fray, and you know using the loathsome word and the cult. It was really I I it was it was shocking. I thought it was way over the top. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. It's really good to talk to you, and I only need about 10 or 15 seconds before I want to hear what you think. 
we're being called extremists by these whack jobs. And this is coming from people who think it's okay to indoctrinate and sexualize children, kill preemies through late-term abortion, kill actual babies through partial birth abortion, silence, cancel, and punish dissent, mandate vaccines, fire people, weaponize the government, flood 10 million aliens, actively racist, and we're the extremists. Yeah, you know, you hit it on the head. It's like, and they also called parents domestic terrorists. You forgot about that one, too, Robert. The list is so long, it's hard to remember them all. And you know, Biden, when he goes to the border, he's going to say, look at everything I'm doing to protect the country.